Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome in. It's episode three of BLT Bets, presented by Points Bet Canada. And we do the DoorDash ding dong, so it makes sense that we do a Points Bet Canada. Uh, BLT, no B today. We are missing bag milk. The Latanian Tomlinson episode. Yes, just the LT, if uh, you know what we mean. And we're not talking lettuce and tomato. We're going to talk some Stanley Cup playoffs betting. Um, Bag milk might show up at some point, honestly. I know he's getting ready to go to L.A. It's like, you never know. Maybe he just strolls in at some point here. Um, but for now, it's just the two of us. Just the two. Hey, look at that. Right on cue. Right on cue. I love this. Wow. Oh, he's got the sunglasses <laughs> on. He's looking good. Bagged milk, we were literally just sitting here being like, ah, you know what? He's probably too busy getting ready to go to L.A. I don't think we're going to get bagged milk today. Here I am. Welcome. Alive. He lives. Are you, how, scale of one to 10, how hungover are you from the game last night? <laughs> I, uh, the BPP was a little higher than expected, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I'm going to read a text you sent me yesterday at uh, 2.22 p.m. I'm going to keep her easy tonight because being hungover on an international flight, no bueno. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's it's not bueno, and uh, um, I uh, I'm gonna have a tricky one. I think that is uh, fair enough. But hey, the city of Edmonton was on fire last night as the Oilers responded in a big way in their best of seven series. Well, uh, here's the thing that happens: is if you know, I made it to the pint first, oh. and that kicked off what was just my demise. Really, at the end of the day, the good news is. <clears throat> I think I went nine of 10 on my bets last night at the Oilers game. So in terms of how I did betting wise, that was a better life choice than the rest of the ones that I made last night. So what'd you hit? Let's hear it. My big one. And this was the one that I was super excited about was I did a Tampa Oilers money line parlay. Nice. And I really leaned into it. So that one is actually probably Tyler going to pay for my first night in LA tonight. No kidding. No, yeah, kidding. I don't normally do that, but I was just feeling so bullish on it. Like 
I just couldn't see the Oilers being as just kind of nervous and jittery. I couldn't see it for game two. Same with Tampa. And I leaned into it heavier than I normally would. Thankfully, it paid off this time. And then I had um, <clears throat> I had Ryan McLeod to score. Oh, shut up. <laughs> like, I just had a bunch of stuff that just kind of went right for me. And it was one of those nights, you know. I uh, had Oilers by five and a half on a free bet. You did? No, my one of my buddies did, and he sent me a screenshot, and it, he hit it at like seven o'clock in the morning. He's and he sent me a text like, "Oil is by six and <laughs> he just sent me the screenshot of his bet, and it was oil is five and a half, and it paid plus one, uh, yeah, plus one twenty, I think it was. No, it must have been way higher than that. Whatever it was, he won a lot of money from it, but it was pretty funny. And on a free and bet, yeah, no kidding, man. you gotta love it. Um, I love getting the, the little heads up that like a sports book I use is doing like the, Hey, reload bonus. Like this month, we're going to double your deposit. So you go put a little bit of money in and that bonus money. I get weird with it. Like I love just tossing it around doing random shit, but I hit a nice bet last night too on the Oilers game. Like I had Edmonton minus one and a half Edmonton in regulation. Um, but then I did a uh, same game parlay, a Vander Kane to score Oilers to win Oilers to score over three and a half goals. So that one hit pretty, pretty, pretty nicely for me. It was uh, plus 260. So um, looked that nicely. Another couple had, of things uh, I hit last night. I hit Tyson Berry over a half point. I hit Nuge over a half point. Uh, you, oh, I, you weren't kidding. You actually did like 10 bets. Ryan McLeod to score. Leon Dreisaitl shots on net. Like I really leaned into it last <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I enjoy this because one, like your hungover look. And it, the way you were reading them off your screen, it looked like you were just reading them for the first time. <laughs> well, oh, there's, there's some live bets in there. There's, <laughs> there the, uh, was, you know what? I went to the game last night with Jay and it was a celebration and uh, I'm glad it worked out the way it did or else I would have had to reload. Yeah, that, it could have been a double rough morning if you were waking up hungover. The Oilers lost like 3-1, but it really didn't feel like they were going to lose that game. You're right, like pretty much free money. From right from the right from the puck drop, I just well, actually, though, Tyler, you were there too. How nervous were you that first shot on Smith that trickled through? Oh, yeah. Um, and then I was there like, was, uh-oh. I was the one that hit the crossbar, and I, I thought it went in, and I think I thought it went in, too. and so, like, in the arena, you could just kind of tell, like, every 15 seconds, there was like a little murmur of people being like. I don't know. The horn hasn't gone yet. Okay. I think, I think we're okay. I don't think it went in because we didn't get a chance to see a replay for like two and a half minutes. It's funny you say that my entire row was just like, Oh, here comes the buzzer. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> ah, well, it was good. Let me listen. Um, talking about the Oilers and how it was rather predictable that they came out in one game two, maybe not in the fashion they did, but I think a lot of people were like, you know what? That team's too good on home ice to not respond in a big way. Outside of that, the playoffs have been wildly unpredictable. Uh, Florida, Washington, like who I would like, if anyone's got a game one ticket of the Washington money line or something like that, I'd love to see it personally. Um, Florida was something like 39 and zero this season when they led after two periods. And that first loss comes in game one of the playoffs to the Capitals. Um, that's the one that stunned me the most. Um, like, Colorado rolling over Nashville is like somewhat predictable, but I, you know what? I'll say Pittsburgh beating the Rangers as well, especially the way they did it. Those two were like, damn game one stunners. When Domingue came in in the, in double OT, I was just like, I did. I didn't, 
I, I was like, okay, here's the Rangers' chance to close it out because I, I live that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame you because I, I was thinking about it, and I, but I was just kind of wrapped up in the game. The whole night was just wild. But yeah, Florida losing game one to Washington, I did not see that coming. So somebody out there made some money. Yeah, I almost live bet Florida when they went down one nothing, and I'm very happy I did not do that this time around because that would, that, have been a would have that would have been a lot of emotion. But I did have Casey the Smith saves in the Pittsburgh Rangers game, <laughs> well which over very comfortably. But last night I had anti Ranta saves and he uh, got hurt, so that sucked. But other than that, I did pretty good. I've actually found the save props in playoffs are very successful because some of you can get pretty low like last night jack campbell was 25 and a half mm-hmm. i think he made 31 saves like is it not obvious tampa bay was going to come out and try and you know shoot and win like, i can be pretty easy i guess some some of those I guess that's why i went so heavily on that parlay is i just i couldn't see those two teams laying down for game two yeah you do especially like the way they lost, right? Like for Tampa, yeah. it was just all overall like a very uninspiring effort for Edmonton. They kind of had one moment that cost them. And it's like, okay, you come out and you play hard for kind of a teammate who messes up like that. And yeah, Tampa, like they've been there before. They they know how to sort of just put things in the back of their mind and roll forward, right? Well, wasn't there that whole thing too where Tampa's now 16 and 0 in the last three years after a, a losing a game in the playoffs or something like that? I saw something like that. They're like 14, 15, or 16 or no after losing in a playoff game. Vasilevsky so, specifically is he is like a 1.37 goals against average coming off a loss. Yeah, it's crazy. And they were like plus one something, right? Like plus 140, I think they were on the money line. Yeah. You got to think Leafs fans are nervous heading into game three, too, because Vasilevsky, I was watching, I probably watched. Well, they had it on at the Moss Pit last night, and every save Vasilevsky was making, the crowd was cheering and stuff. It was wild. But if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm nervous going into game three. Oh, everybody had the save prop. (laughs) All 1,000 people outside the arena in Edmonton were like, come on, over 20 and a half. Let's fucking go. That was me. So I had Jonathan Quick over 31 and a half. He ended the game with 30. And then I also also parlayed... uh, I did... There's bet builders on certain sites where you can combine shot props. So I had Bouchard and McLeod over five and a half shots combined, and they finished with five. So down the stretch, like there was a power play where they were both on the ice, and I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. I need three shots from the Oilers. One of them's got to be from Bouchard and McLeod, and then Kane scored on the first shot. I was like, damn it. I didn't want that. I also, another one I'm just looking through again, (laughs) the damage I did last night. Uh, I also had over one and a half power play goals and that came through for me. The Oilers power play is red hot right now. Electric, especially the penalty kill too. Both yeah. special teams just on fire for the Oilers and or are they just freezing cold for the Kings? You decide. But yeah, the, the power play points might be a, a way to go with the Oilers down the road here. I actually had a McDavid power play point in the first game and that hit pretty comfortably. Plus 130 is what I had over one and a half power play goals last night. So collecting all over the place tyler yeah it was a uh it was a good night to be an oilers better uh let's look at tonight though okay so dallas calgary game one between those two was incredibly spirited um you want to talk about potentially taking save props or anything like that maybe take the under on jacob markstrom because dallas only put up 16 shots on goal in that i couldn't believe that 
I couldn't believe that. I was talking to Princey yesterday for flamesnation.ca and I was just like, they got 16 shots and only lost by one goal. So I, he's just like, he, he was a little bit more nervous about it maybe than they thought they would be. Hey, and you know what? Maybe Dallas comes out and is like, you know what? Everything on net tonight, boys, we can't make it easy on them. And they just like come out of the gates firing. But I don't know. Calgary just plays such a good like lockdown defensive game that it's like, especially in the playoffs. I feel like in that series, Ottinger and Markstrom being as good as they are, the under almost feels like a play every single night there. What is it at right now? I, I think I actually saw it was the only one. Yeah, the only one that was five and a half. And it's paying uh, at yeah. minus 105. Yeah. There you go. A little value there. I actually had uh, one that I like from the Flames game coming into tonight is Johnny Gaudreau over one assist. Oh. Minus 125 for a guy that had he well, he hit it immediately in the last game. Last game, I went a little cheeky actually. I did Kachuk, Gaudreau, and Lindholm were all over half an assist at minus 120 was Gaudreau, and then the other ones were like Lindholm was plus 160 and Kachuk was plus 130. And I hit all three, just thought, hey, if one of them scoring, they're all gonna they're all gonna get a point. And then on the first goal, Lindholm got it. And Kachuk and Gaudreau. So a little little sneaky one, if anyone wants to tail on that. A little cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Dallas Calgary, I, I think I don't mind the under there. I, I don't mind Gaudreau assist either, just because he's an absolute machine and he has been all season. The game I'm probably hitting the hardest tonight, uh, no, there's two. I'm hitting the Rangers and the Panthers. I think they both bounce back. Like Louis Domingue starting for the Penguins, and I get like he had a couple of good starts in the regular season. But I think the Rangers are a much better team. They played not good in game one. I, I think the Rangers find a way to get the offense rolling and like plus 170 on the puck line. I know puck lines are dangerous, especially in the playoffs. But like, oh, I, I just feel like the Rangers could really, really bounce back tonight. And just look at the goalie matchup in that game. If Deming's in, that's Pittsburgh's third string going up against Shesterkin, who's having heart conversations. So yeah. I don't like that matchup in net. He made 82 saves last game. His shot probably would have saved very comfortably. Um, so the Rangers are plus 115 in regulation as well. So if you're not feeling the puck line as much, maybe the regulation one is a little, quite a bit of juice there too, plus 115. Yeah, that actually is a really nice payout. Um, I'm going to do that right now so I don't forget. Also, there's a shot prop that I hit in the last game or that I was betting on in the last game. I'm sorry, didn't hit last game, but it was hitting pretty consistently down the stretch. Um, if you can find, oh, I just lost it. I had it up. Uh, Ryan Strom, if you can find a book, this did hit last game. My bad. He put up eight shots on goal last game. And I get that it went three OTs. But if you can find any sort of Ryan Strom thing, I think he's valuable. And I play a lot of DraftKings as well. I don't know how many people listening to this dabble in uh, in DraftKings, but Ryan Strom is a sneaky good DraftKings pick as well. Like You could do a stack of him, Panarin, and Cop for like really, really cheap. And I think they have the potential to go off in this game. Cop's like a playoff guy. Strom's, you know, he could very easily fall out of bed and do a couple of assists playing with Artemi Panarin. So if, well, you, if you're since you bring up Panarin, Tyler, I'm looking at it right now, talking shot props over two and a half for Panarin at plus 110. I like that a lot. Yeah, he didn't hit it last game. He finished with only two, um, but he certainly has the ability to do it. Uh, his career playoffs, he is just averaging like just a hair under three. So yeah, Panarin, he could be hungry to, to help the Rangers bounce back tonight. Um, Florida, Washington, we, we feel in any kind of way in Florida, Washington. 
not for Washington. Yeah, like it, it, it's a Florida bet if you're doing it, right? Like no one's that confident in in the Caps winning another game in Florida. Come on. If they do, though, huh? right? I just don't see it. If, if like, I don't like last night, I know I hammered the puck line on the Oilers because I was bullish. But like, if I was going to do puck line on another game tonight, it would probably be that one. Yeah. The only uh, I didn't like a lot of the value that I was finding in that game just because Florida is so heavily favored. But awesome. one thing I didn't one thing I didn't mind was Florida to win the first period was plus 115. That might be something to look into, you know, like I feel like they're going to come out pretty hot and heavy after what happened last game and go all over that. They're also plus 170 to win the first 10 minutes of the game. Ooh. If you're feeling oh. really juicy, which I might, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I also, so like Colorado is insane, insane favorites. Right? They're minus 400 in a playoff game, which is wild, but they absolutely laid the fucking boots to Nashville. In Nashville game. did not have fun. <laughs> <laughs> that one clip where like the Nashville guy falls and then Riddick like skates into his own net <laughs> and eats shit was so funny. Like the NHL TikTok was making fun of them. It was hilarious. Uh, but the Avs are also minus 110 to win the first period. And I feel like that's free money, right? Like there's no way the Avs don't go up one nothing. Yeah, I kind of like that too. If you and um, some things you can hit both of them. Oh no, it won't work. Sometimes you can do the over and the first period. First period in the same bet. Um, but you can't do that on some of them, and it's usually pretty juicy. But it looks like they took it away for that. But yeah, other than that, like like minus four twenty five or whatever you said for the yeah for the Avs to win. That's ridiculous. Like in a playoff game. Some things I didn't mind doing, I did it a little bit in the last game, which hit because I'm pretty sure every single player scored on Colorado. But um, assists were all really juicy in that one. Like, not, It's funny because a lot of them were plus money last time, but now because they scored so many, the value's gone quite down. Like Rantanen's minus 110, McKinnon's minus 130, McCarr's minus 125 just to get an assist. Like, I don't know how much value is even there in this in this game, unless you think Colorado can come out and actually, like, I sorry, Nashville can come out and do a little bit. Like, is Matt Deshane going to score a goal again? Maybe. They were chanting, Duchesne sucks in Colorado <laughs> last game, and then he scored. Oh, I love game. that. I love that. One bet I do like in that game a little bit is uh, Kale McCarr over one and a half assists at plus 290. I'm looking at it right now. I don't mind that at all because that dude is just on a heater of all heaters in the playoffs. Yeah, points bet has that at plus 270. So if you shop that line around a little bit, you could probably get it above plus 200. Um, but I think Colorado rolls down. Yeah, like even Liam, you were rattling off like McCarr's minus 120 to pick up one assist. Um, I like that. Ranton and McKinnon, I think those are good bets. Like I think they'll score tonight. Their power play was unreal. I, I just don't give Nashville much of a fighting chance. Like David Riddick is not slowing down the Avs offense. That was one of the best in the NHL. It's just not no. happening. And even if he doesn't play, then Connor Ingram's not going to slow down the best offense in the NHL. Like, yeah. There's just, I don't know. This is going to be, I thought Nashville was actually going to put up like a, a little bit of a fight just because they do have some good players still, but then you had to come out and five nothing in the first period. I think, I think that was the biggest shock, honestly, in the first round. Like even Washington beating Florida, like the fact Nashville lost five nothing in the first period is kind of nutty. Uh, 
one thing I wanted to talk about as well is how, and this is where I think you can get some just insane value on things, how much the line shifts on the series prices after one game. Mm-hmm. Like Edmonton opened up as what? Minus 190 favorites to win their series against the Kings. You could get them at even money on some spots to win the series after they lost game one. And it's like, I get that like one game is huge, right? Because you only need to win four. But for that to shift so much, like I'm even looking, the Rangers are plus 135 now. Like that's a huge swing. Um, Leafs Lightning is down to a pick now. Mini St. Louis is down to a pick Edmonton's minus 185 now. I don't even mind... I might sprinkle a little bit more on the Oilers to win this thing in six or less because it's all the way at plus 130, which is way better than what you were getting to start the series. Well, that's exactly. So we were talking about betting last night at the game, Jay and I, and that's exactly what Jay did after they lost game one. He went and leaned into the series win again because like you said, the, the line shifted quite a bit after one game. So there was some value there if you're looking. My favorite series price on points bet is... Uh... <laughs> Colorado to win the series against Nashville. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have it open right now, um, but do you want to take a stab at what you think the odds are on Colorado just to win the series? I'm going to say like something, it's going to be something stupid. I'm going to say minus 410 or something like that. I have it open, so I know. It's minus 3,031. Good times. And you don't know like what that means, the easy math. <laughs> If you wanted to make one hundred dollars off, you the have to put nine bet, million dollars in. You would have to wager three thousand dollars. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Uh, the abs to pull off the sweep is only out plus two hundred. Ah, uh, oh my goodness. And just to put that into the context of like some other series, like Carolina is up two nothing on Boston, and they're only minus. 450. Colorado is <laughs> minus 3,000. <000. laughs> <laughs> incredibly uh, disrespectful. Like Soros might come back for game three and they just like, nope, no chance. <laughs> just, they're just might as well just like, you might as well just quit now. You're done. Minus 3,000. That's so funny. That's like, if, for another way to think about it, that's like, I bet if you went to bet on the Oilers to win the game when it was like five nothing last night, that's what you would have got. Yeah, <laughs> like, awesome. like it was. That's so funny. Yeah, um, fuck, that's so good. Minus three thousand. <laughs> well, like, why even offer it at that point? I would. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, who's sitting there? Who's like, all right, I, I really need a hundred bucks. I'm gonna put my account balance three grand on <laughs> just the abs to or the Preds to close the, or so yeah the abs to close this thing out. I that is just wild. Um, what's the flip though? What do you like if it let's what's the uh, what's the Preds bet? Plus nine hundred. So if you hell yeah, on them, <laughs> all right. Just picking uh, like what? Come on, you're right, Liam. This is beyond disrespectful. The Predators <laughs> plus two and a half games, which would mean. I know. Okay, I guess they would have to make it to six at that point. Um, the Preds just to make it to six games is plus one sixty-five. <laughs> uh, That's very funny. That is good. Uh, that is rude. <laughs> that is rude behavior. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's very any, funny. Any other hockey takes? Um. 
The only other thing I like that we didn't talk about is I like him, Mika Zabinajed. I can't remember if I said that, but him to get an assist is plus 110, and he had 60 this year, and he plays with a guy who had 50 goals. I feel like that's actually pretty solid to hit. I, he got it last game. I don't know if he'll get it back. Well, I think he had two assists last game, actually. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I see New York win this game, so that's where I'm going to put a lot of my money tonight. Yeah, me too. Um, should we build up a little BLT bets parlay since the last one went so well? But again, we must remind you going 0 for 3 is nearly as impressive as going 3 for 3 in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, you know what, you know what, you know what we should do cuz the parlay is going to be, you know, like plus 650. Should put like a unit on our parlay and then just a unit on the absolute reverse of whatever we're telling you. To do. <laughs> Who wants to kick it off? Who wants to first build? leg of the bet is the Colorado series winning minus three thousand. That was going to be my. going to be my leg. Yeah. Not just in there. Uh, I'll, I'm going to jump in and steal it. I'm going to go Florida puck line. Florida puck line to kick this thing off plus one oh three. Liam, what do you got? I will go to put a little juice in it. I'll go Rangers regulation plus one fifteen. Rangers and regulation plus one fifteen. Mix that in there which means I have to stay away from those two games. I'm going to go Colorado to win the first period. I really like that bet. I get Nashville could like very well come out, come out of the gates and like play hard tonight. But uh, I'm, I'm still, I, I think Colorado can score one early. Like that goaltending on Nashville is just miserable. Um, so this parlay pays out a rather nice plus 714, which means a $10 Ooh. bet would turn into $81. So how are, how are you not rolling with that? Come on. Come on now. I feel pretty confident with this one too. Yeah, I and you know what? Yeah, I I really like this spot, and it'll be a sweaty first period in the Colorado Nashville game. If like what if Florida's up like six one, Rangers look like they're winning, and it's like all right, we just need one goal from the Abs here. The Abs just need to win the first to pay this thing out. Um, there you go. I am in on it. Cha-ching. Oh, let's hope that catches. Have you guys uh, have you guys put anything through yet that you were kind of surprised it didn't hit for you? Uh yeah, I like the that first the second night of the playoffs there when the Rangers and Panthers both lost. Like I had a Calgary Florida parlay and I was like, "Oh, just a lock. Like just a nice easy layup here." It was like whatever minus 130, I think. And it was like, "Yeah, this is an easy one." And nope. I've actually been pretty successful, not to brag. Hmm. But the only one <laughs> when I was like, God damn it, was I made a bet that Darcy Kemper would have 24 and a half saves and he had 23. And I was watching the last two minutes of the, that game and Nashville must have had about 20 shots. I just went straight over the net and I needed two saves and he just couldn't get it. So that was my bad one. And I guess the Ramto one, which sucked just to see him. Because at first he was like, oh, he just cut his mouth. And then next thing he's just like not returning to the game. So, okay, well, not I ideal. Sh- shot props are tricky, you know, it's yeah. just, but they're also, I would say those are some of the most fun because like, la- like last night I had, like I-, I didn't have the box score open or anything last night at the Oilers game because I was there, but I knew I had Leon over three and a half shots. So I'm doing mental math every time I see him get the puck. And it's, just, it's fun. I love shot props. They're, they're, in my opinion, some of the most fun sports bets you can do. I had, uh, I had dry settle over three and a half as well. And there was that one power play where he took a shot from like a brutal angle and it had no shot of going in. And my first reaction was like, what a stupid shot. And then I was like, oh, wait, shot on goal. Nah, all right. Attaboy, Leon. Like, that's good. I'll clap. Oh, 
Another thing, Tyler, got to admit that I hit it yesterday, and I love it, and you love it. Match happened over one and a, or over half base. Are you just a casual dinger for me? Casual dinger. Yeah, we bet that a lot, um, and I love it. Uh, the odds aren't out on it yet for the Jays game tonight against the Cleveland Guardians, um, but I will be on that again. I'm always on that. Is that what they're called now? Yeah, they're called the Guardians. Okay. It was funny how nonchalantly that was just like, yeah, we're the Guardians now. It was and now that they're just they're the Guardians. Like the they're well they what's the football one called? The Commanders? Yeah, yeah. They took almost two years to make a name and the Cleveland Indians were just like, Yeah, no, you know what? Guardians. See ya. Everyone I actually else. like uh Washington football team better than the commanders to be honest (laughs) (laughs) it was like when edmonton was just the edmonton football club or whatever i was like that's neat like i don't know just it's the city and that's all it is like it's very literal i don't mind that uh speaking of jays guardians liam i'm gonna ask you about f1 in just a second here to like close out the pod um but the jays tonight i think the jays are a fantastic bet jose barrios is on the bump for toronto and he's starting to turn it around. He's still giving up like a good amount of hard contact, but his last three starts here, he went five and two thirds against Houston, only gave up one earned seven against Boston, only gave up two earned six against Boston, only gave up one earned run for Rios pitching very, very well going for Cleveland tonight, Cleveland 11 and 13 on the season, by the way, is Aaron Savali. And this guy's not good. He hasn't gotten out of the fourth or gotten into the fifth inning in his last three starts. And he's given up a combined 15 runs in those three starts as well. This dude is not good. The Jays should absolutely hammer him. I'm taking Jays on the run line at plus 105. I'm also taking Jays over four and a half team runs at plus 104. And I'm hammering Matt Chapman over half a base. So there's your uh, baseball betting report uh, for the Jays tonight. I think it's a lock they win. Um, they just beat the Yankees yesterday. They got Barrios on the bump. Plenty of reasons to think that Toronto should win this ballgame. Anyways. So if you want to talk about how Colorado at minus 3,000 is a disrespectful bet, mm-hmm. if you're talking F1, you got a guy like Nicholas Latifi to win in Miami this weekend at plus 500,000. That is also disrespectful. The hey, man, only way that boy. hits is if the other not, if the other racers just do not complete the race, and he is the only one there. That's basically the only way you win that bet. I was going to make a joke and say only if it was him and Lance Stroll going one on one, but then <laughs> they literally crashed into each other in a qualifying the other day when you're not supposed to pass on stuff. So they would probably just crash out, and nobody would win the race. Two good Canadian kids going at it. I don't think but, we talk, uh, I don't think we talked about this last week, Liam. But can you outline like a few of the different ways you can bet on F one? Because I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who watch the show, love the show, and are now into F one, but have like never bet on it. Yeah, there's there's so many, so many ways. Um, a few of the, like the simple ones will go obviously just an like outright winner. You can do fastest qualifier, podium finish, points finish, top six finish, fastest lap. And then you can do like some combined ones, like to win the race, to have the fastest lap, to win qualifying, to win the race, that kind of stuff. And then once the qualifying's out of the way, there's a few more that get added, like group bedding. So what group bedding is, there'll be four groups with four drivers typically in them, and they'll be on like the same level. So for example, Group A is probably Verstappen, Hamilton, 
Perez and Leclerc, for example. So then they have the odds that you can bet who would finish the highest out of those four races. And then there's other ones too, like who's going to finish one, two, three. And then you can do, I think it's called TriCast, where you just have to predict the top three races in no particular order. Those ones are actually pretty good. Like those are ones I like to hit. They can get in the like plus 600 and stuff like that. So there's, there's so many more. Like if you go in any of your sports books, you'll see like there's even ones like first driver to retire. Oh, look, Nicholas Latifi plus 800. <laughs> <laughs> another one that I like, I'm new to betting on F1. Well, reasonably new, but another one that I like, Tyler, is you can bet a teammate against teammate, a head-to-head bet. Mm-hmm. So here's one here's one that uh for Mercedes Liam that I kind of like. I like George Russell to beat Lewis Hamilton at plus 115 this weekend. Yes. Nice. I like that too. Plus 115, eh? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's I like I, good. that's one that I'm going to throw a couple of shekels on right now. Lewis, George, George Russell's finished what has it been top 5 every, every race, race. Of the season? So Yeah, top 5 ever. He's the only racer to do it. So far this season, Lewis Hamilton just looks slow. Yeah, he just can't handle the car. Like the car, the Mercedes car isn't as good as it was because it was winning the races by a million miles for the last seven years. And then this year, like now he just bounces around the track. So it'll be interesting for Miami this weekend because it's there's so many straightaways that it's going to be tough on Mercedes to. I compete for the win, I guess. But when last time we did a street race, I think Russell got on the podium. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of happens with that stuff. But I like that one a lot. I'm trying to find it right now, but I can't seem to come across it. I think it's wild. And I have not watched the show yet. And I will say every time we talk F1 on this podcast, that, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Um, it's wild. Like street, like they just close off portions like when they go to vegas on the strip is it just going to be the normal road or do they like do something to it do they like cover it up with something i think it's just a normal road like i think they might like tarmac it or something over like make sure there's no potholes that might cause a bit of a hazard <laughs> but like monaco is literally like in the streets like i remember yeah. there was this one video i watched and max verstappen was like yeah like the one curb on this street is quite high and he wasn't like Usually they talk about like, yeah, this corner is kind of tight or something. It's like, yeah, the curb on like, just name this random street in Monaco. It's like, that's so weird that people can just like stand at the window and watch these cars just drive by. And that's why you would usually do your morning commute to work. It's it's kind of odd. I think they do it in Australia a little bit too, but I don't think it's like quite as extreme. There's a a few of them. I was in, uh, I was in one time I was in, uh, a place in Australia called surface paradise. And they were closing down the city, like the downtown for a race that was going through the streets. And it was really interesting to watch them put up the barricades and stuff. And like, it was just right on the streets. Yeah. I, that just blows my mind. Um, anyways, could you imagine ripping through the Hende or something? Oh no, that's too big. That's more of a NASCAR. It's a big circle. Say, like more of a NASCAR one flying downtown on Jasper Ave, just ripping. There's, uh, there's one on in the Monaco one, and it's just they, they go down a big hill that like turns. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, it's the biggest hazard. Like, these cars are flying around the track, and now you have to go slow to go down a blind corner, go down a hill. But those ones, I think the street ones are the funnest ones because there's, well, it's just so much tighter and it's a bit more, a bit more intense, I guess you could say. Yeah. 
All right, let's wrap this thing up. We got our sandwich made. The parlay is ready to cook tonight. We good? Minus 3,000 on the abs. Minus 3,000 on the abs. That is our official bet of the podcast. This has been BLT Bets delivered by Points Bet Canada. Enjoy your week. Enjoy night four of the Stanley Cup playoffs as well.